Longhorn Nation, we're back. All right. Welcome to an episode of Fire the Cannon, this time with Texas Sports Unfiltered live online so we get to engage with our friends. I know. We're excited. I'm Rocky. And I'm Megan. And we are Fire the Cannon, y'all. Here we go. <laughs> well, Rocky, we do. We have a ton to talk about. Ton to talk about. Um, how are you feeling after Alabama? Let's just let's jump right in. Let's well, jump right in. I'm glad we got our voices back, right? <laughs> and then yesterday I had to teach a class like shouting. I'm like, oh, well, I don't shout, but I have to raise my voice. And <laughs> I said, oh, sorry, I don't, I'm trying to talk. <laughs> no, I'm like, how are we going to do a show with no voices? But we got our voices back. And that's what we want to talk about. Um, we were there from Thursday to Sunday, all weekend long in Alabama. So um, we had our different experiences than some people had coming back saying, oh, they were so nice to us. Not what we got. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Um, but we came home with the W. We did. Came home with the dub. And I know that, you know, we had talked about it a little bit before uh, going out to Alabama. A little bit of trepidation about the game. But I feel like both you and I, we picked Bama to win. Or excuse me, Texas to win. Texas to win. And uh, Rocky, I think we were we were pretty accurate with our picks. You yeah? know, um, it's we, we, <laughs> we have some audio from, well, we went, we'll wrap up where we talked last week going into the game. You were driving to um, all the way past. We're driving to Trustville to the Finkleys. Um, and Richard and I were flying in the next morning. So we mm -hmm. were recording while you were driving. And we were like, what's the keys? And we'll get to that in a minute. What are the keys that we pick? What needs to go right? What what can't go wrong? Um, and we were spot on. Yeah. Also, you mentioned got to keep the score to 24 or less. Hold them to 24. Yeah. Done. She picked the number. And then I said, well, what if Texas wins by 10? What's going to happen? And what do you know? Yeah, turns out that was spot on. And I, what I was saying is, look, if, if Texas wins by 10, you're not going to be able to shut up the national media. You're not going to be able to shut up Texas fans. Like, we're going to be talking national championship. We're going to be talking, you know, Texas is back. Texas is back. <laughs> uh, Have and, some fun. Relax. Yeah. Just play. And, okay. And, you know, here we are. So, <laughs> Uh, we think we were pretty pretty spot on with those predictions. Excited about that. Happy to be here. Uh, so and thanks, y'all. We see some of the comments coming in. We appreciate you. We're really excited to to join uh, and and have everybody uh, throw us your questions, uh, your burning questions. Bring it, you ladies. Know, Thank us you. Know. And gentlemen, everybody, bring it. Um, bring it, ladies. Gringo horn. Nice. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Uh, you know, we rolled in. You guys came in on Thursday. We met up, uh, very fortunate to meet up with the Finkleys, where shout out to Dr. April Finkley. We're who, gonna uh, get into all of her party. Yep, and, 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 and Dr. Jock Finkley, who who threw a pretty great the the biscuits and what was it? The biscuits and brisket beat Bama Bash. Beat Bama Bash. <laughs> and it was a good time. Uh partied up there, got some nice insights and what they were expecting. Um, and yeah, let's just jump into it. I mean, night of we were we were there Thursday night, start partying it up. Yes, what was your you, feeling coming in, flying in? What was your experience at the airport like coming in? Well, what we, was because feeling? we came in on Thursday, apparently way more people were coming in Friday from Austin and everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and we are more our experience was we because it's hard to get to Tuscaloosa. You have to fly into Birmingham mm -hmm. and from get to Birmingham, you have to fly in from somewhere else, not Austin. So um, we f flew our route, left at 6 a.m. and we had to go through Baltimore, Maryland, mm -hmm. and then all the way back. So actually getting on the flight from Baltimore to uh, Birmingham, it was a lot of Bama fans. Um, and so you're a little bit worried at that point. 
Well, yeah, I was like, where are the horns? I was like, okay, well, I mean, really, the, ridi lives in Tuscaloosa? the ridiculous route, plus the time, <laughs> plus it was an extra day early. I wasn't too worried. There were a handful of Texas fans coming in. Um, but the when, when we went to sit down at the bar, you know, because we have, you know, you sit at the bar when you go into the airplane. We went to sit at the bar. As soon as I sit down, we, we have been in the airport two seconds. Horns down yeah. from this guy. And they started. From this guy. <laughs> um, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. And then he, you know, he had to throw it out a few more times. I'm like, okay, cool. Just let me eat my soup. <laughs> and then um, he says, uh, him and his other buddy are talking and he keeps trying to chat back at us, me and Richard and him and his other buddy are talking. And he says, Oh, I have, you know, the, the chiefs are favored by four. I think I'm going to take that. I'm like, the lines look good. I would, you know, and he says, um, nah, and, and I hear him and he's like, I'm going to take the chiefs. So then that night when we were at the party and the lions won, I was like, I hope Bama I hope guy, that dude I hope Bama guy a put a lot of money. On that <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I was driving in. Um, I left earlier. I left on Wednesday just to kind of knock out some of the drive on the way. Um, took care of the dogs and everything late. Got a late start Wednesday. Um, stayed over in Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, I was actually pretty surprised when I stopped in Louisiana for gas. I got more of the, the roll tide in Louisiana than you would expect in Taiga country. Right. Um, but rolling in, you know, I'm seeing people excited, uh, the, there was a buzz in the atmosphere uh -huh. getting into Alabama and of course got some horns down. Most was roll tide. Um, but you know, we got ready for that party, got everything going. And I, I have to give the Finkley's credit. I mean, they're holding strong in burnt orange, uh, when they're surrounded by that crimson. Um, we'll get in a little bit later when we talk about the game day atmosphere itself. Um, but there was, you know, they've gotten some shit for justice committing to Texas, uh, being yeah. that close to Tuscaloosa. Um, and I'll tell you, they were excited to to kind of rub it in people's faces, uh, you know, get that burn orange up in Birmingham at their house, have the neighborhood come over. And we had a lot of burn orange at that party. It was a good time. You get a lot of crimson too. Yes. Yeah, so but Dr. <clears throat> April Finkley and her husband, uh, Dr. Jock Finkley, they hosted an incredible party because they, you know, April, she'll, she was saying, we got to do something because, you know, they are always being hosted by all the great Austin family and friends and parents and all the people they've met in Longhorn country, right? They, and they're just like the opportunity to, you know, return the favor and show hospitality and what an opportunity to, for her to do that. And so she had, all her aunts and uncles and cousins and nieces and the all the neighborhood big, was there, the family, the neighbors, the friends, all the supporters, half dressed in Bama, half dressed in Texas. Um, and they, she put on a spread. I mean, it was just the decorations, the food, it's I mean, crazy. The, the wings, the chicken like came <laughs> off the bone and um, it was awesome. Megan set up her projector. We had mm. good music. Everybody was getting along and just had a great time and getting really pumped for the game. And her house was Burn to the orange. orange. Inside awesome. and out, burn orange, right in the middle of uh, Alabama country. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, of course, put up the big Texas flag, the eight-foot Texas flag. That mm -hmm. that got a little bit of attention there. Um, but yeah, it was a great time and a great setup to roll into Tuscaloosa then on Friday. Um, just quickly, we ended up uh, in Cottondale uh, Friday, which is just outside of Tuscaloosa with a pretty awesome party like house. Five miles from the stadium. Yeah. But really when we started getting into the shit, right, was uh, we decided to go out uh, kind of downtown. So Tuscaloosa, their main drag, what we would consider like our sixth street, runs directly in front of their stadium. It's it's actually a pretty cool it's setup. It's pretty cool. The campus is real pretty. It's gorgeous. Um, 
so we're we're kind of we're in big earl my bronco with the horns on it and we're rolling through with the texas stuff and the lights going and uh that's when it got a little thick when we started hitting in the uh the students a lot of horns down a lot of horns down uh which is which is fine if you keep your space like right. stay right there and say horns down all you want but we had some pretty aggressive like in in, in our physical space sure. you know reaching across and over us to be in our space it, you know, we were like, okay, we had a pint. Let's get going because we're either going to go to jail tonight. Like, <laughs> we're going to make go. friends or start fights. Yeah. One or the other, right? And we did make friends. We did. Um, some longhorns. Uh, but we, we, we didn't, we weren't welcome down there. It was like getting kind of sketchy and everybody was just partying really hard. Good for them. But it was, we were not, we definitely weren't. Hey, welcome to, we had a couple. We got well, that with well, the older couple. Crowd. Welcome to Tuscaloosa. But mostly we got, yeah, I mean, we got we got some welcomes from the older crowd. I would say they were, you know, hey, thanks for being here. We appreciate y'all. Looking forward to it. Welcome to Tuscaloosa. But definitely the students, as we found out later, definitely a problem in Tuscaloosa. They've got some issues. Uh, <laughs> well, again, we'll talk about that a little bit later as we go on. Um, but do want to give a shout out to Stevie and Co. Uh, yeah, ran into y'all at, at World of Beer. Um, really <laughs> kind. They're they're big uh, Fire the Cannon fans, and it's it's still crazy to me that people recognize us from a podcast when we when we're out and about. So that was fun. Uh, just want to say, hey Stevie, thanks, girl. We had a lot of fun with y'all. That Appreciate was fun. You. It was a good time. So yeah, uh, just getting into it. Tailgate. You know, I set up a little tailgate. Had a had a fun time. Uh, officially. Rocky, I think it's official. We have the invite to the barbecue. Now. Oh, we got to go. Right? To I, feel, I feel I feel pretty, pretty special about that. And I didn't even get asked to bring paper towels or anything. <laughs> so that was awesome. Yeah, also didn't ask you to bring any food. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> that's that's accurate. But listen, no raisins in my potato salad. OK, I've, yeah. I've, got, I've at least got a little bit of taste. Right. So, uh, yeah, uh, we set up a little tailgate partied with some folks ahead of time and then headed mm -hmm. in. Um, and that's when it got got pretty thick. We were. Uh, heading into, into Bryant-Denny Stadium, uh, we had a kind of a crew with us, probably four or five people, a little entourage that kind of grew and grew as we went in. Um, yeah, it was it was a it was a good time. Lots of horns down in the face, lots of yelling. You don't belong here. Go back to Austin. Who wants to live in Austin? Oh yeah, that, that's always we my got favorite. Some weird weird insults. I'm like, it, we got um, nobody wants to live in Austin. Right. I'm like I, 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 up until this year, it was the number one place to live every year forever. Right. And two million so people live in this area I, and surrounding area and people are dying to buy homes here. And it's I mean, it's not the perfect city, but to say nobody wants to live there. OK, I'm like, well, tell me you've never been to Austin because everybody who visits for the weekend tries to move here. Right. So. Yeah. So and it's funny. I've gotten the well, go back to Austin. Nobody wants you here. Austin's the worst. Yeah. But the funny thing is, every time we get those comments or I've gotten those comments, it's always been in some shithole like Lubbock. Right now, <laughs> I am not. Let me be very clear. I'm not comparing Tuscaloosa to Lubbock. Way better place. Way more it was, fun. It was fun. But it was it was definitely funny to get those comments to me. Hey, we just want to say, Jose, I definitely see it. Not going to lie. You cried after the game and your wife didn't make fun of you either because she knew how important it was. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we we saw a lot of folks there uh, after that experience. We were I mean, I was elated. I, I we have some pictures from after the game. You guys can check it out on Twitter. Uh, check out at Rocky Knows Best and at Texas Fancy Boots. Um, check us out there. See some of the post game pictures. But I don't think I saw I mean, you could have told me that my cat died at that point, and 
I don't think I I would have that frown would have come across my face. I was I know it's Even terrible. Even your new kitty. Well, the new kitty maybe, but yeah, I mean it was awesome. We had a ton of people. I mean, just I saw some folks crying. It was good. It was it was a good time. It was great. And shout out to Harge. Shout out to Harge. Uh, we love you too, Harge. We appreciate you. We're excited to be here. So. Our good our good friend Mike Harge. That's a nice picture, Mike. I like it. <laughs> so handsome. All right. So we jumped we jumped right into um, our adventures here and. And we're, we're going to keep talking about it. But we do realize now that we're a few minutes in, people are logging in and, and, and welcome. Uh, so we're fire the cannon. If you <laughs> if you're new because you, you know, you know, you follow the tech sports and filtered crew, talented crew, BKKD, all the guys on my card, all the guys on that show. So you're following them and you saw they invited two women to come talk sports. Yes, they did. <laughs> and we talk just to get to know us a little bit for a couple minutes and we'll come right back to our adventures this weekend before mm -hmm. we hit the big game stuff. Um, we'll tell you a little bit about ourselves because some of you might be new to who, who we are. Um, Megan, I'll let you go first. This is, and, <laughs> and, and up at the top, it has, it has our Twitter and our Instagram. You, Megan has beautiful, amazing photos on her Instagram. <laughs> I have posted zero things ever on Instagram. So don't worry about following me or anything on Instagram because you will get nothing from me. I use it only like if um, an artist is like, oh, here's my stuff or a you know, hairstylist is here's what I do. Something Stalking like that. Books, right. Yeah. Or yeah, my kids wrestling team, they posted a video. <laughs> but I don't um, I don't use that. So don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Megan, tell them about how how what got you to here today right this moment. <laughs> oh, this long journey in five seconds go got it i like yeah. it love being put on the spot um no pressure yeah no pressure uh look I, i've been a Texas fan for a long time went to ut uh, graduated with a, a bs in advertising so uh you know the folks that the aggies that like to make the t-shirt fan comments doesn't really apply which by the way dumbest comment ever i don't understand the t-shirt fan argument when you make the t-shirt fan argument all you're saying is my university is so popular that people that weren't maybe weren't able to get in or couldn't afford to go or grew up loving this school, but didn't have the opportunity, loves my school and supports my school. How is that hurting my like feelings? Like a lot of the Alabama fans this weekend. Yeah, right. They go to different schools and that's fine. Yeah. They cheer for their state university. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was it was I always think that's a silly argument. But uh, yeah, you know, been around UT for a long time. Uh my family worked there. My, my family went there. Uh, my sister went there as well. Mom and dad went there. Uh, stepmom went there. So it's been, yeah, UT's in the blood. Burn Orange is there. Uh, I've gone to pretty much every home game. I've only missed eight home games since I was born. So watched a little bit of football in my day. A little bit of football. Hey, Paolo, quick shout out to our buddy Paolo. Oh, he's coming We appreciate in it. Yeah, we appreciate you. We'll you. So, um, yeah, go to all the games. And then in 2013, I started going to all the home and away games. And that just became a thing that I didn't stop doing. God help me in the worst decade of Texas football. You could have four <laughs> Lamborghinis or go to every game. Or go to every game. Yeah. <laughs> I probably made some poor life choices there, but you know, here we are. Here we are. Uh, but yeah, I mean, jumping into this, we actually found out, I, I technically met you on Twitter, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Uh, and here we are years later, best friends and many adventures later. We've crossed paths a million so times, many times and been in the same places a million times, just didn't connect. Yeah. Um, funny, funny, quick story. Uh, when Rocky and I started hanging out and, and really getting to know each other, we were talking about just the different places we've been and the things we've done for Texas. And it turns out we actually had pictures of each other in each other's phones 
from events that we had been to that like I was in the background of her photos. She was in the background of mine. Crazy story. So I feel like our friendship was just, yeah. just meant to be. So <laughs> loving it. But uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself for, for the folks that are tuning in for the first time. Okay. You, I'm sure you're going to learn a lot about us as we go, but um, I'm from Austin. I grew up in Austin, Texas. Um, I, my dad always drove me by the university and said, Miha, that's going to be your school one day. Um, and I went to Texas. I did my undergrad and my graduate at Texas. I studied art and art education. Um, I am now working on my PhD at Texas State. And that's kind of why Fire the Cannon is goes, goes, and then we take a break. Then we goes, goes, <laughs> because we have lots of things going on all the time. Um, so right now, my, I hope to graduate in May. That's my plan. If I work a little harder, I just might. Um, and I've always been a sports fan. I'm like with my dad, always watching, you know, NFL, um, not so much college growing up, but until later that I watched a lot more college ball. Um, but I played rugby forever. I coached, ref, traveled all over playing rugby. So that's kind of where my sports, sports background comes is I'm a rugby player. And um, right now the World Cup's going on. So we're going to throw in something about that if you care. But so, yeah, that's what that's kind of my background. And I just I just love watching. I love breaking down down stuff. I love following behind the scenes stuff, more of the atmosphere. The I mean, we will talk some X's and O's and players and stuff like that. But we I think we're really good at setting up the scene for things sure. and the feel of things. And there are so many great people out there who break down the percentage of this place and this throw of this yards and blah, blah, blah. And that's fun, too. That's great, too. But. I think we have a little different take and a little more conversational take on some of this stuff. So that'll be fun. But you'll learn more about us as we go. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, let's jump into it. Like we're at the game. We're ready. We're amped. You know, we're we're there. I will say this. There's been a lot of conversation about the game day atmosphere in Tuscaloosa. We had heard this going into it. I mean, it was several mm -hmm. SEC folks saying this going into it, that the Alabama fans are pretty entitled. They're used to winning good for them. You know, Texas is, our fans have had some bouts with that. You know, we used to be called a wine and cheese fan group. I think that has, we've gotten better, especially since Mac Brown. Um, but we were expecting a loud, noisy stadium. But if things start to not go Bama's way, then pretty quickly we heard that the crowd would quiet down. And I have to say that, that was my experience. When we were there, they were loud, they were rowdy, they were ready for Texas to be there. Yes. And it was, you know, they have their pom-poms going, they have everything, they have all the cheers. But the second that that we got our collective poo together and we we drove down and scored, that stadium got real quiet real fast um, for being over 100,000 folks there. Um, now, they, of course, they picked up every now and again. What, you know, we'd love to hear your comments. What were y'all seeing on TV? Did y'all get the same thing? Did you get that it was, you know, loud on TV? I've heard that, you know, much ado was made about the Longhorn band being in the upper deck, you know, I think Bama really thought they had a gotcha with us. They got their, their little feelers hurt, uh, little feelers hurt when uh, we were putting their fans and their band up in the upper deck in DKR last year. So they didn't bring their band. They kind of took their ball and went home. Right. They thought they were going to get us by doing the same thing. And our band's like, shit, we've well, been in the big 12. We do this all the time. Wendy, um, our friend Wendy had a great, uh, great tweet about they no no griping went up there the band represented hey shout out to our friend wendy um that i mean it's true that 
and we heard about it, you know, in conversations as we're out and about, oh yeah, our, you know, even at the airport, I hear this man talk, mansplaining to his wife about the band and the tickets and this and that. And he says, he's telling her, well, they made Alabama sit up in the bed and top. So we didn't go and we're happy to return the favor and this and that. And I'm like, um, we weeks. make every band go up there <laughs> because no band needs to be front and center controlling the crowd and louder than our band. And you know what? We said, those are your seats. They didn't come. They told Texas, these are your seats. We said, be there. We're there. And yep, they were bet. great. We heard them. Yeah, and we you could them. hear them on TV when I watched the replay. Yeah, Stephen, thanks for shouting that out. Uh, Stephen over here is saying they were focusing on the students, so it seemed pretty energetic all the time. Um, and But you could hear the band on TV. We, we heard that, too. A lot of folks were saying the Longhorn Band was definitely, you could hear it on TV. Uh, it was it was really great. So And it made me smile. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so Justin, uh, Justin, hey, Justin. Lily, hey, <laughs> I heard a lot of Texas fans. There were a lot. We we have a debate on how many we actually <laughs> think they are. Looking over the crowd, to me, it still felt like eighty-five ish percent Bama and fifteen percent. You feel it was more like twenty. I feel like it was more Texas, like twenty percent, twenty-five maybe. We were there, like we came out in droves. Where we were sitting, we were kind of in, in the the corner end zone in the LL section, and you could see. Like where the parents were up, um, we had a big, I would say, a, a quarter of the upper deck in that end zone area and then a quarter of the upper deck. And then the sections that we were in, like I would give us a solid five sections that was just all burn orange in that corner. Like Texas yes, showed but up. To me, it looked, yes, I, we showed up. There was a lot of Texas fans and there were some spr sporadic out and then there were some up high, a lot up high. But um I, yeah, we, we were there. We were loud. The, the team heard us. The team felt us. Team heard us for they, sure. They gave props to the players that the, the fans and alumni that traveled. Yeah. So speaking of giving props, y'all, if you're enjoying this, please be sure to like the video and subscribe to Texas Sports Unfiltered. We love y'all. We are building this thing up. We're excited to be here. So don't forget to do that. Of course, submit your comments. We are here and we're enjoying it. This is fun. <laughs> it is fun. And just so, just, you know, normally when we record, we're like this together, just like this, uh, or unless Megan's on the road or one of us is away, but normally we're doing this chat, chat and talking on our things and we can go back at it later and edit something out or fix something. But here live, no. you're getting us. This is just and how we are. And so we have the excitement <laughs> of this action here, but also now we have comments which is really cool like our friend paulo um <laughs> congratulations congratulations to you both uh, he's actually coming this weekend to austin for him and his wife are coming this weekend for the uh west virginia game they're staying with me <laughs> it's gonna be fun uh, i love it well all right so let's jump into the game we definitely we were in tuscaloosa things were loud it was crazy in the beginning they did have, we got to experience, I'm excited about it at least, we got to experience a little bit of what DKR is going to feel like this weekend. Ooh, uh, Bama had yeah. the red lights and the white lights going, and it was a cool atmosphere. Um, they did a really neat thing. We'll share this on Twitter later. Um, they did a really neat thing where they do the wave with their phones, which I thought was really cool. I feel like Texas fans really showed up a couple years ago with that organic moment of people turning their lights on when Don't Stop Believing came on. And it turned into a thing that was really awesome. Um, it's fun to see what other stadiums do. Uh, and yes, Sal, we will get to you in just a minute. Um, what is the best sporting event we've attended as a fan? Um, yeah, thanks. And from New York City, hey, man, thanks for joining us. Um, I would say New York City. New York City. For me, I mean, this is probably a cop-out answer, but I was at the 05 National Championship. Um, I was at the 09 one, too. That one wasn't as much fun, but um, 
I, I guess that's a cop out because truly best game I've ever seen in my life. It was incredible. Um, but if I had to pick something other than that, um, I would say that it would be, I was actually at, so Michigan state is my number two team. Don't want to talk about Mel Tucker right now. My God, my soul is hurting. Um, but I was at the game, I think it was in 2015. They called it the gift six where Michigan had the game. It was a tight game, all game. Michigan had it in the very end and all they had to do was kick it away. Um, and the poor punter flubbed the punt directly into a Michigan state player's uh, arms. He ran into it. They scored. It was just me and my dad there. I had surprised my dad and take, took him to the game. And uh, we were the only two little dots of green in a sea of maize and, and blue and I'll tell you, it was awesome. That was it. I've never seen a scoreboard turn off so fast. Uh, so for me, that was probably my best sporting event as far as if I can't include the 05 National Championship. Rocky, how about you? Um, mine, that's a great question. And we'll show we'll show um, Salvatore. I like that, Salvatore. <laughs> what was the best sporting event you attended as a fan? Um, for me, mine is the craziest one that it's one of those games that everyone says will end up saying they were there. And I actually have a photo of me there and we're dressed up and, and it's, this is a rugby thing, but then the rugby world cup, you know, South Africa, if you're familiar there, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, uh, they're the top, you know, England, Ireland now, but they're the top teams and um, an up and coming team in the 2015 world cup in England was Japan. And of course, South Africa is highly favored. We're in Brighton, um, South of London, and we're, we're big South Africa fans and we get to go to um, the South Africa, Japan. It should just be run of the mill. South Africa walks away with win. Japan was amazing. Japan dominated. Japan was physical. Japan shocked the world. This was like a, some people say the biggest upset in rugby world cup history we were there so i think pretty that's amazing. pretty cool to be in an event like that um and i was also there when new zealand won the world cup in 2011 in their home turf which was pretty cool but an upset even though i was decked head to toe in south africa cheering for south africa you couldn't give anything <laughs> but respect or love to japan for that that's very all cool. right so we got off track but that was a great question i love it yeah thank you so hey oh love it texas all right i, I appreciate you brian i love it appreciate you uh, I hope you're doing the Lord's work out there in Burn Orange. Uh, I know that's a tough place to be. So much love back to you. Hey, Twitch, what's going on, my friend? Uh, we see you. We appreciate oh, you. Thanks. Yeah, it's good. To, good to see you. Just, not, just not a nice little wave. Not just a nice little wave, buddy. We appreciate you. So, um, yeah. So back to Alabama. We were there. Um, crazy experience. Good atmosphere. Game kicks off. Let me ask you, Rocky. Like. I had my feelings before the game and during the game. How are you feeling right before kickoff as far as how Texas was going to do? What, were, what was your gut doing? What were you thinking? Okay, well, we had things leading up. We had mm -hmm. all the great reports out of fall camp. Mm -hmm. And when we were making our predictions going into the season, I said, Texas is going to go into Bama and they're going to win. Um, I felt good about I felt good about what the Sark was building, mm -hmm. the talent, the depth, what Sark was building, their, the coaches planned to – strategize like that all felt really good mm -hmm. also bama didn't know who their quarterback was going to be they had three guys rotating sure. they, you know and they have you know new oc new dc everything was mixed you know mixing up and i said oh we feel really good and then when texas didn't have the best opening drive opening well sure. no, no no against rice when texas oh, didn't rice, just yeah. shine and knock the doors off rice mm -hmm. blow the doors off rice um and then also alabama looked really good against also lesser competition i but we didn't waver neither of us wavered we still said 
everything that we understood why Texas didn't go all out at home the first weekend. They did solid win. That was fine. Um, we, so I knew I felt good, but once we got there, not that just like Texas said, it's not, you don't fear it, but you respect it. Mm -hmm. Once we got there and nobody shied away from telling us how many this they won, how many that they won. They've earned that. And they've all the way that. to our seats. Oh, yeah. of course they've earned it. They've they earned have that. earned it. So that's also why I thought they would have behaved a little better because they've won stuff. Act like you've been there. But <laughs> all the way to our seats, we were hearing from people. This ain't Dallas. This ain't OU. This ain't Dallas. <laughs> like, yes, I know you told We're me. Fully you told aware. Me, Thank you. You know, trying to eat my biscuit <laughs> breakfast here. Well, roll tide. You going down. Enjoy that biscuit because tomorrow's going to suck. That one, the, the cook at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. The biscuit was dry. But um, <laughs> do better, biscuit boy. Better. <laughs> um, no, but so I, up until kickoff, I had wavering, um, questionable, like, but I, normally I'm, oh, I'm nervous. I'm excited, especially on the road. Cause like, oh, if, if things go bad, you'll never hear the end of it. We were surrounded by lots of Longhorn fans. So I still felt good. Yeah. And even when things were going, oh, like, oh, they took a hit. They came right back. And like you were saying, they, dread never set in. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that when we were there. Like I said, I mean, I've, I've gone to a lot of Texas games. I've, I've been around a lot of the teams. And um, in years past, you know, in that third quarter when Texas, you know, Bama was coming back, they took the lead. In years past, it would have been this feeling of, oh, God, here we go again. You know, it's we had it and we're letting it slip away. But I can say I never, never had that feeling, never had that pit of the stomach like, oh, God, we're not going to be able to hold on to this. I think I turned to you at, right after that Bama drive and said, we're fine. Like I looked you at did. you and said, we're you fine. No, I'm not, no I'm not worried about this. Call. We're good. Yes, All we got to do is come back. And, and mm -hmm. it, you know, even after, uh, you know, we had that that pick, there was one point in the game. This might have been in the fourth quarter. We were watching and I'm I'm looking in. I said, turnover right now. We're getting a turnover you did. right you now. You said turnover. <laughs> and, and boom. Sure enough, that was the interception. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I said, I, Megan, give us another one of those right? <laughs> I felt confident the whole time. And in a way, I felt confident in this team in a way that I haven't felt as a fan. And if and listen, I pump burn orange sunshine. I try to be positive, but there's some shit that's been tough to deal with as as a Longhorn fan or in watching the growth. You know, and and I think I've been more on the side of Sark and, and Co. for more so than some other people, especially after that race game. We saw a mm -hmm. lot of fans chicken littling. The sky is falling. Oh, God, we're what are we going to do? Quinn Ewers can't throw. We can't hit the long ball. He can't do this and that. I you know, we said this on our podcast, if you guys want to check it out um, from from the past. But one of the things I said is, look, everything that I saw wrong in the rice game can be fixed. Ninety nine percent of it can be fixed with the O-line stepping up their game and sure enough o-line stepped up quinn had time to throw he was never touched let's let's talk about that man like yes quinn yours that was one of your keys to the game so you gave three keys to the game mm -hmm. and your first one was the o-line absolutely that had to go right everything had to go right with the o-line they had to step up they had to really show that they wanted to be there play like the big humans that they are be physical and I'll tell you what, we saw those pancake factories. I, I yeah, loved we it. We saw playing through the whistle, playing all the way through. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, there were definitely uh, there were definitely some calls. I And let me talk about this. The officiating, I thought, was pretty fair. They missed a few calls here and there, but for the most part, it didn't feel egregious. Like, I mean, they took two touchdowns away from Alabama that they could have kept the flag in their pocket have, right. if they wanted to. There was a clear P.I. 
that they missed for us. Uh, there was definitely a lot of holding. There was a pretty good face mask on Worthy that nobody didn't get called, about. right? But you know, for the most part, I felt the officiating was was pretty even in the sense that they weren't being ticky tacky, and mm -hmm. they played. They did that both ways. Like what we've right. seen in the past is one team. <clears throat> <clears throat> Texas will get called for a lot of things, super ticky tacky calls, and then everything is let go yeah. for the other team. It didn't feel that way this time. So, oh, but we, we pay the refs, Megan. Right. We, didn't right. we, pay, we pay the refs. So it was definitely, it felt like a, a, a fair fight at this point. And that was mm -hmm. the story. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. That was the story of the game. You know, going into it, it was going to be can our, can our D line hold up? You know, will, what's our O line going to do? And, Man, we we showed up. We ran through. Again, I, I just want to give a shout out to our O line for they were pissed. Huge props. They had that that chip on their shoulder. Um, yeah, it was it was something that they played hard. They were pancaking guys. Uh, you know, yours was pressured. I think three times, two or three times. He wasn't touched once. QB hurries. Yeah, yeah. But no sacks. No sacks. Huge um, on the road. No false starts. No false huge starts. Huge in that crowd let's, noise. Let's. Let's talk about that. I mean, and the other team couldn't. I mean, how many false starts and her and hurries and sacks did they get? Them? Right. Yeah. I mean, we our D line got to them. Yes. And God, they're big uglies. I love and it. It looked like they were on the road. It and did. They were at home. It, it felt that way. The team felt composed. Um, hey, Seth. I see. We see your question. Um, what surprised us about Sark this week? Um, I will say, for me, I don't know that surprise is the right right word but i will say i was i was hoping for this and i was happy that it did in fact happen in the past sark has definitely had some issues adjusting at halftime there's been some issues and some stubbornness of sticking with things like when when certain things weren't going his way we got predictable we weren't adjusting at halftime and this was a comment that we talked about, you know, you and I sitting in the stands. Mm -hmm. All right. We went into halftime with the lead, but Bama was showing some momentum. And yep. that was the thing. God, I hope we adjust. I hope we're ready because Texas teams of the past have come out and, you know, they've started slow. Sark's teams have started slow, had a great, you know, second, maybe third quarter, and then shit it the bed after that. It was going from all gas, no breaks, to all gas, Just all break, breaks. Break, 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 break. Breaks. And we didn't see that. So for me, that was, I feel like we've really turned that corner with the staff, especially with Sark. The mm -hmm. play calling was elite. There were a few things that we yes. didn't execute, um, you know, at, especially starting off. We we were missing there a couple times, and I'm not putting at this on two, Quinn. Three, two touchdowns that were in the hands right. of the receivers. Touches but, the but, hands, but you got to catch Quinn it. put it on the he had, yeah, yeah, Quinn had the, again, he had time to throw. His footwork was better this time. Still a little bit of work to go there, but um, you know he was he was on point, putting the ball where only our guys could get to it. Again, there were a few times that our guys, you know, we'd, we'd have the ball in hand, it hit him in the bread basket, hit him right in the mitts, and they dropped it. But we got and over that's that. That's gonna happen. They, the other team had lots of drops too. We got it's over a big that environment. Um, and then we definitely we made those adjustments and watching us stay all gas the whole time. For me, that that was that was a key. Did you have any surprises with Sark? Um, the that we were, yeah, that we were all gas, all breaks. I mean, all <laughs> gas, no breaks. And in the past, um, it does maybe does get conservative or. And in this, you know, he was genius about finding ways to establish the run and knowing you, going through the middle was going to be not 
the first choice, right? And so he find, found ways to run outside angles and moved people. Of course, Move all the free it. snap motion was amazing. But I like that he's the fourth downs going foot on fourth downs. He said he was going to be more aggressive this year, mm -hmm. but that is part of the all gas, no breaks is, and we saw this from teams like tech last year who used it mm -hmm. to beat Texas and Oklahoma last year. Mm -hmm. um, being aggressive, knowing that you have in your bag plays for fourth and three, fourth and two um, things like that were really showed that he's going to be aggressive, all gas, no breaks. Mm -hmm. And for a while, we were so hyped about all oh, gas, no breaks. Then it became almost a punchline for a little while when you're up 24, you know, 15, 17, 18 points. Previous years. Previous in previous years, years not yeah. this year. Yeah. In previous years, when you take a lead, double-digit lead, it, even in the third and fourth quarters, and lose games. Right. Um, and that's happened at home and on the road. But now it feels like all gas, no breaks we can it's a thing it's a thing you're okay and with when it you now. go on the yeah. road in a hostile environment environment against a team who's won the most championships in the last you know decade um with composite still the top roster in the nation right. so it's not like they've can't recruit or this is not their best it's a nick saban coach team and they're still the right. number one composite right roster in the country um to do that in their home with authority with physicality and to be aggressive and trust you know Sark talked about this, that again this week, trust that not only does he have to get the, you know, the players and the, the coaching staff to trust him and the coaches, but eventually he's going to have to trust them too. And when it's fourth and three and some of the calls he made, the plays he called um, shows that he believed in them right. to, to execute that. Even, even allowing Quinn to call a couple of the calls. A oh yeah. Plays, to I run, thought. to run the plays that they come up with. That was kind of cool. So yeah. Uh, Netavet. Yeah. Agreed. It, I it was even officiating. I really feel uh, again. It, it wasn't Thanks a perfectly called that event. You're too cute. I love the eyeshadow in your photo. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it, it wasn't a perfectly called game, but it was an evenly called game, and I felt I felt good about that. So, Twitch. All right, man, we got you here. So, um, yeah, the logistics weren't easy to mount. We got you. Okay, so you you did say that the silence. You, you guys thought the silence was noticeable um, when the horns made plays. Yeah, and we had heard that about their crowd. So I think it was pretty accurate. You know, mm -hmm. they were definitely in it. It could get really noisy at times, but when the, when Texas did something well, that crowd was out of it. I mean, we, we were talking about like, dang, you could, I think, uh, what did Dr. Finkley say at one point? I think her grandma said you could hear a rat pissing cotton that cracks me up. Yeah. So love it. Yeah, definitely. Um, ah, thank you. Yeah. Gina Jaeger. Probably Jaeger, like Jaeger Meister. Sorry, not your name, the Meister. <laughs> Thank you so much. I right, love the show. We, we love you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, all right. Hey, Justin. So, um, yeah, running backs did a great job of turning negative plays into positive yards for Texas. I agree. Um, I will say this may be something for me that was a pleasant surprise, especially up against an Alabama, a team of that caliber. Were we going to miss? Rojo, were we going to miss B. John? We those, did those yaks. We did. We, the the yards after catch were going to be critical, but or yards after contact were critical. But I think Texas came through on that. We didn't have yes, we didn't have the Bijan that we knew we could hand the ball off and he's going to plow through forty seven dudes on the field and up into the stands into the band right washing machine people spin right. cycle people. But but. This is, again, where I think Sark had his game plan ready. He knows his guys. He knows who he's working with. And getting that movement, I mean, everybody ate, y'all. Everybody got a hand on the ball. We had, with, I mean, we I think we had uh, six guys that ended up 
touching the ball, running with it. Uh, we had, I know, I mean, Worthy, for God's sakes, ended up throwing the football. So Which could have been a touchdown. Could have. He had a nice that touch. Pass he had a nice, yeah, he had a nice touch on it. So, yeah, I mean, I think, no, we didn't have the one or two guys, the Rojos, the workhorse that we know can go in and kick ass and get those yaks after. But the game plan was there enough that we could dink and dunk it we got it into enough guys hands get they the didn't with the movement hands. we got the ball in the playmakers hands and we had the movement where their their defense just looked confused they were biting where sark wanted them to bite they were you know moving guys open and mm-hmm. sark was really really smart about getting those one-on-one matchups that he wanted you know he would distract with the movement get get their safeties especially their linebackers too to to bite commit and then John Jonte Hook had what one play or something, and that was AD Mitchell's, and that was just because he went one way and they right. had to respect it. But right, he was so happy when AD Mitchell was right. Scoring. But yeah, it that, was it was it was definitely yes. a, a team like the team is coming together. Um, the the play calling was elite, period. Like yeah. I, I will say that through and through. You know, after the game, I was cracking up. I I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I was kind of porn scrolling on Tex Ags after the game. Just they lost to Miami, and I, I'm not gonna lie, it, it brought my heart great joy. Uh, to to see them unhappy, but <laughs> Megan said it. I did. That's me. I'll own that. I, I've had some run-ins with text ads before, but oh. uh, but yeah, it you know watching some of the comments. How about we just trade up Jimbo straight up for Sark? I'm cracking up. All of a sudden, Sark is Sark's the golden. They can't man. afford Sark, right? Oh, they can't afford Jimbo. I, shit, I know. But yeah, it was definitely that was definitely nice to see, and I'm glad to see Sark. You know, there's some of that. Faith is coming in finally. Okay, so you you nailed it. Your three wins. One was the O line. The second thing you said was you have to hold Alabama to twenty four or less. It did say that. Megan said that. I, and let's be very clear. Rocky is usually the one that gets the picks right, gets the games right. I was just spot on for this particular for this game. particular number. That was pretty good. <laughs> and then you had Auburn needing to make key kicks. He had a couple of yeah, great field goals. He, he got all his PATs. He missed a long one, but. Fortunately, and when that happened, I didn't have the dread, but I had the, oh, oh no, this feels Please so no. much like last year <laughs> sure. with that missed kick that could have been the difference, that safety that wasn't called that could have been the difference, right. all those little mm-hmm. things that could have made up for that one point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when he missed that kick, they were like, okay, they, okay. they have a time, okay. they have plenty of time, right. plenty of time. And then we're like, there's too much time. Too much time. <laughs> we were definitely cheering for the clock at, at certain points for sure. So, All right, so what were your keys of the game? My three keys, I had um, Jordan Winnington and J- uh, JT Sanders, Jatavian Sanders, that they needed to ball out. And I said, if they get catches or touchdowns, great. But what I need them to do is dirty work, those mm-hmm. third downs, those blocking, moving, shifting, being in there, making – messing stuff up and fortunately they had um they played amazing right Mm -hmm. jt sanders showed why he's going to be a first round pick as a tight end like just incredible jay witt does anybody deserve success more than this guy man we've talked about this i jay witt to me is going to be one of those players that is not going to get the accolades and the credit that he deserves but to me he's going to go down as one Mm -hmm. of the most valuable players that we've had at texas he's big, he's tough, he's strong. He's got that leadership. He's, he's bringing that to the team. And we saw that at Alabama, man, he was showing up blocking guys downfield, staying with his assigned guys. And I, I cannot, again, his stats weren't necessarily outrageous or crazy for this mm-hmm. game, but it was the intangibles. It was the things that don't show up on the stat sheet that Jay Witt 
had himself a game. He had a few key catches, but there were some blocks that were just, mm -hmm. he's just a physical guy. And there was one where he, you know, a couple that were thrown over, like he, one in the end zone, one in the middle of the field that were just, you know, Ewers was pressured and was just trying to go, you know, get it to him and it was over or out of his reach. Um, but there were some that wait, Jay Witt got his hands on and he was just so physical yeah. after the catch. You weren't, you weren't bringing him down. It took damn near half the Alabama team on the field to, to bring him down. And for sure. hey, Lee, this is my, my rugby <laughs> friend. Um, Lee, he's a huge Longhorn. Great to see you guys. Thanks, friend. Um, so my other two keys I yeah. had. Okay, so Jalen Ford, and I said he's going to need the help of someone like Ethan Burke. Mm -hmm. What? Let's talk about your Burke predictions here, because I I've been a Burke fan. You have well since Westlake, right? I, I was saying, oh, please come to Texas, please come to Texas, and he finally got it. We finally got him to Texas. That was amazing. Physical, like Salazar, you know, who's now was the DC and now the head coach at Westlake. Just the 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 systems, the way they read film, the way they teach them to be students of the game and and then the training that they do like there's a reason they're always one of the top teams not just because they you know they have to work for it they have to you know build up to that kind of a program and the discipline that they instill in the players at Westlake I mean you can see Jaden Greathouse right now at Notre Dame like they have players um Club Nick didn't have the first, best first game but he's had a rough game. Yeah. he's had a rough start but he's a talent with, right now at Clemson like they they've built they have they have elite talent that they instill that discipline in mm -hmm. them and that football knowledge and football sense. So when you can get a player like um, Ethan Burke, who is a workhorse, he even had somebody holding him and he still was able still to sack, grab um, uh, Milrow's foot and bring him down for a sack. But play, effort plays like that. We saw several times players on their belly and get up and yeah. finish plays. Yep. Because finish. what does Sark say? We we grade effort first. And Absolutely. when you instill that in their brains that effort matters most, you get plays like that. Right. Where people are on the ground and making effort, on the ground and making the second and third effort. Well, and there were some questions about Burke coming in. We saw some of the talking heads like, is this guy going to live up to it? You know, he's young. Is he going to be able to follow Listen through? To me. I told you he's amazing. And, and he did. I mean, he had... <laughs> I mean, he had a hell of a game. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. Yeah. Yeah. Playing. He's through. already had uh, more sacks this year than his predecessor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So also, okay. The last, my last key, my third key was special teams, mm -hmm. and I was hoping that they would do something special. Um, we didn't see anything stellar. The punting was amazing. Punting was um, a few there, times that we did punt. Yes, the few <laughs> times that we did punt, especially the play where. Um, Keaton Crawford got under it, popped it back. Keelan was right there. And I don't remember exactly who recovered it, but they were able to down it within the five yard line, mm -hmm. things like that, making those long fields for Alabama paid off because Alabama had to punt many times and their puncher was good too. But, um, the most field goals only missed the one. It was a long one. Yeah, that 46, was fine. Yeah. So those were our keys and they pretty they came much through. all worked out. Yeah, they came through for sure. Um, now, another thing, too, that I think we'd be remiss not to talk about, um, Milrose play. There there was a lot of question, um, and I hate that the kid is getting so much crap now. You know, he he was a Texas, he was coming to Texas, and then he decided not to. Um, what was the play, for, you know, going to look like from Alabama's quarterback? Who was going to be Alabama's quarterback? So Milro came in. Um, and man, bless his heart. <laughs> he was running for his life the whole time. Our D-line was big and nasty, running after him, breaking through. I felt like Alabama's O-line looked completely outmatched. I mean, it was 
And we know, again, we've talked about this. It's not like Alabama doesn't have the talent. They had big ugly on the fight too. Right? These are big boys up there. Mm -hmm. And our guys were just pushing them around. Like it, it they didn't matter. They out-physicaled them, but I also think they out-schemed mm -hmm. them. They, Alabama couldn't even tell where it was coming from. Right. Right. Yeah. We were covering well, uh, getting through. And again, it was that effort from, from all sides, that motion, that pressure. It was amazing to watch. And I think truly that took Alabama out of the game. I, I, I feel that Saban was kind of at a loss for that. He was frustrated. We saw that on the sidelines. He was frustrated. Um, we saw it, you know, in Austin hell 2009, we saw Saban frustrated. He was on the ropes, uh, before Colt went out, but this was, this was just coach, coach Sark and staff out coached Alabama. I think they out coached. I, I think them. it's partly out coached and also out executed on the field, right? Because, yeah. but, but I would it. never say that Alabama was all the way out of it. I don't think they were out of it because they, they were on their they, heels. Miller had moments and he the did. receivers had moments and McClellan, the running back, had moments. Like they had, but I think what Texas was able to do was put together. 60 minutes and Alabama had lots pieces. of moments and pieces. Sure. Yes. But they couldn't put it all together. And, <laughs> Al and Alabama was Texas last year or yeah. the year before. Exactly. Where we couldn't and, quite. Yeah, yeah. Sputtering. And Texas has had that in the past where, and they've talked about that having a first half or a second half, but not being able to put it all together. Texas put it all together on the biggest stage in the biggest environment on, you know, the national game of the week, all the, all the things. And, couldn't have been a better time for them to put that all together. Yeah. And as we'll see this weekend, if, if they're going to build on that or if they're going to eat that rat poison. Yeah, we'll which, see. Yeah. Hey, your friend Lee had a great comment. Ethan oh. Burke reminds him of the edge rusher for Lion. Thank you. Shout out Aiden to my Hutchinson. Lions. You're right. Um, Hutchinson is, that man can move. I don't know if y'all saw the, the clip of just the spin cycle that he was on, you know, twirls one way, defender tries to make the adjustment, twirls the other. I mean, now it's a little bit too much spinning. He's going to have to get there eventually. But yes, that's a that's a great comparison, man. Definitely. Yeah, I love it. And true, Burke's young. Mm -hmm. He still has so much time to develop with the strength and conditioning team. Right. And oh, it's going to be so good. He's going to be a monster. He's he's definitely a player to watch um, from here on out. Certainly. Um, let's see what. Yeah, he does. loving all the comments. Thank you. Please like, subscribe, comment, engage with us. That's the reason we wanted to go live <laughs> is so that we could chat and talk. And yeah, what do people it. actually want to talk about? Um, yes, Whitting and single handedly won the state championship with Cuero. He has the will to win. Um, I He's mean, his, his teammates probably went a little credit too, but yeah, so he was a five star coming out of high school. Mm -hmm. Athletes could play, yeah, athlete who could play um, multiple positions. And the, the thing about Whittington, unfortunately, no fault of his own, is injuries. Yeah. Right. He's had, but he comes back. He trains even harder. He, you know, he's talked about it himself, the way he cleaned up his diet, the way he cleaned up his recovery, the way mm -hmm. he's learned to be an athlete, you know, a professional athlete. These kids are getting paid now, but a student athlete. And so that is nothing but props and love to Whittington and what he's done yeah. and to be a role model, a leader, and to come back this year when, you know, because he wants to win a championship. Yes, absolutely. Um, Jose, I'm, Rocky, I'm going to let you take this one as the okay, resident go ahead. Westlake person. Uh, Jose says. Is Westlake the best? Like, yes. <laughs> she'll she'll have that. You're going to get tired of her saying that, I promise. But uh, all right, maybe. I'm from East Texas and eventually would like to go to Westlake, Lake Travis game. Oh, they're all good. They're they're exciting. Um, the last couple, I don't remember the score last year. 
Westlake wins. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot. Um, no, they're great. And the thing about Westlake and Lake Travis is for years, what Lake Travis dominated, like eight or nine wins out of 10 or something a few, even just a few years ago, it's only been recently that Westlake has taken over that in football. Um, so, but you know, when you have all this talent in this area, of course, all the great quarterbacks and players that have come out of Lake Travis, um, Garrett Wilson, right, that we wanted mm -hmm. back. Yeah, we did. Um, there's so many great talent in both schools that you can go and see D1 athletes all over the field in that game. So if ever you get to chance, go um, wear red, you'll be right. <laughs> Kill me, Smalls. So, yeah. Okay. So, we've talked about things that we loved seeing that we were really excited about. Some players to watch. Obviously, Ethan Burks won. Jalen Ford's our dude. We're, I, I mean, again, I think he had a great game. Um, not yes. his biggest game, but he was there on every play. Almost had that interception, oh. that carnival play that dropped into the receiver's hand, but they brought it back for a crazy, an eligible man downfield. Right. Or something. Right. But I do want to talk a little bit. We're happy with the win. This was a, a decisive win, 10 points in Tuscaloosa, handing Nick Saban his worst home loss ever as a college football coach. Um, I'll allow it. That's a <laughs> get that'll do pig, right? Like, no, it was great. But um, there were a couple things. There's always something to work on, right? Mm -hmm. As you walk away from the game, what can Texas do better? Where, where can, uh, where can we improve? What were some of the things that you saw that maybe gave you a little bit of concern in this game? Or go, ah, hell, maybe that's something we need to work on. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I appreciate that Sark was able to scheme the running game a little wider and with more motion. And also, I appreciate they had got the ball back with seven-ish minutes left and were able to run when Alabama knew they were going to run. Mm -hmm. And I think that's partly um, – just the O-line really, really stepping up. But also I had, think it had to do with conditioning that our team was so conditioned because they were saying that they've been in 100 plus degrees every day for months. Mm -hmm. And this is the cold, coolest day they've had in forever. Like mm -hmm. we've been in the same temperatures that they the team's been in 105 every day. They're Crazy. out there in the 166 on the field for the rice game. For the rice game. Right. And it was a cool 80 something degrees it on was. Saturday. It was not hot for me, like down on the field and they had grass, which there was, was no sun. Nice. It was a night game. It was a so. night game that was cooler temps. So mm -hmm. I can imagine three hours in after when it's 166 is very, very much conditioning you for sure. 78 and, and cloud, you know, dark and being in, in the night game, but I'm mean, still they're exhausted. It was a hugely physical game, but I feel like the Texas team was more conditioned for that last drive. I agree. And we saw, and you had mentioned it. Oh, they have their hand on their hips. We saw the players like huffing and puffing. And, and when you can stay on the field and push them and push it, and then not only are you physically wearing them down, you're mentally wearing them down. Cause when it's, when you, when it's third and seven and you get nine running the ball right up the middle, mm -hmm. I mean, that's that, um, that will wear you down. And so for me, while we did see some good stuff in the run game, if you can't, especially with a team like Wyoming coming up, if you can't just pound it up the middle, eventually someone's going to, someone's going to, there's going to be some good, good DBs that are going to take the passing away and we can't let people make Texas can't become one dimensional. Right. And when you can't go up the middle and, and exert your will, Eventually, that's going to catch up to you. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I do think this Texas team is in a much better position than we've been in years past. We've got, uh, you know, depth. 
for the first time in a really long time. You know, we talked about mm -hmm. Jay Witt's injuries previously, um, you know, and even going back to the Tom Herman era, he was real great at getting those big five-star big names coming in, but it was not so many people behind him necessarily, right? And we didn't have the workhorse positions mm -hmm. there. We're seeing that shift with Sark and his staff. We've got such depth. I don't know that there is going to be a team that is going to be able to truly take away our options. But I agree in the sense that we've got to figure out. I love that all of our running backs got to eat. I like that everybody got a taste of the ball, right? Hopefully CJ Baxter's healthy. Soon. Right. We we saw him hobbling off the field at the end. We were right there. We're, you know, close to we were in the end zone that the team celebrated at. And we did see him have some support kind of hopping along still keeping an eye on that. He's day to day in practice um, mm -hmm. and they're keeping an eye on him. We saw him get a little banged up uh, in the rice game too. Falling, They said it, he fell on the ball funny. It looked like a shoulder injury to me when we rewatched yeah, it. Yeah, Sark said something about ribs, so who knows? Yeah, so staying healthy is going to be key. Um, but with our running backs, in my mind, what I'd really like to see moving forward, I love that we have the depth. I love that we have the options, but I really think it's going to be important for us to establish our go-to right? Who's our workhorse? Are we going to be able to have a runner that can get a hundred yards a game, right? Like we, is that necessary even, do you think? I, I don't think we need to ride one guy all season. Um, Cause like, look, even last year when you have thunder and lightning, when you right. have Rojo and Bijan and they're two different styles. And if there's a difference between, you know, fourth and goal and first and 10 back in your own 25, like there, or just running the clock or what do we need here? Or how I, 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 I'm happy with a team, especially if we need them to go hopefully 15 games this year. Yeah. You know, I, I hope, I, I don't think we need to wear one down or ride. And every team you have to scheme different. And that's right. what like Sark, sorry. Like Sark was saying, like people were saying you didn't, you should have stuck more with the run or ran it more. He's like, that's not what the plan was this week. Why wouldn't you attack their weakest link, which was to, their right. DBs? Right. Why would you ride it right at their strongest? Which, again, yeah. in the past has been a part of the problem, right? Like, they come in with a game plan, and when that's not working, they weren't adjusting. He mm -hmm. had the proper game plan this time, mm -hmm. and he adjusted when he needed to. That yeah. was great to see. It was working. Yeah. And, and again, I, I want to be clear. Like, I don't think we need to say screw everybody else and only have one running back. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that at all. But I do think – at some point, we're going to have to figure out who our go-to is. And to me, that's something that's going to sort itself out right. naturally, right? Um, be it, God, I hope not, through injury or just naturally who who's getting the touches and making things happen. Uh, you know, we've seen Blue have some really great moments, some big flashes that I think he can be real important. We know that Baxter has the juice, man. He's got it. If he can stay healthy, I think there's some some crazy things. We'll see some of those big breakout plays from, from Baxter if he can stay healthy. So All definitely right. like seeing that. All right. So let's look at a couple more comments before we move to the things that we said. If they went wrong, Texas would lose. Let's do it. All right. So let's see. Texas, Columbus James. Are you really in Columbus? Like Columbus, Ohio? <laughs> Um, Texas controlled the game momentarily, gave up the lead in the third, answered in the fourth, yep. right? Bama only had the lead in this game for like a minute and 15 seconds, something like that total 
maybe three plays. They had the lead. They were tied. Texas had the lead. Then they were tied. And then Texas had the lead. Alabama had the lead for one. That didn't keep 100,000 people from cheering with their horns down. That's fine. Texas walked out with the W. This team has to make this game. They're Ohio State. Job is not done. I agree. This could be a huge momentum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. get Got to get a consistent run game. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, I will to speak to that, something that I am really excited about, and and we'll we'll get to what you know, some things that we want to work on uh, in just a second. But one of the things that I was thrilled to hear, of course, Texas fans are super excited uh, about this win. We we go into Tuscaloosa, we throw our, our weight around, we go blow for blow, we come out on top, decisive win. Mm-hmm. In years past, this could be a thing that really screws with our team's mentality. But almost immediately after this game, we see Jalen Ford on Twitter. Yep. Man, it's all rat poison. I'm not to doing take Saban's turn. <laughs> I'm not doing any of it. I love yep. seeing that. We heard from inside the locker room. Uh, one of our one of our guys inside the locker room said, "Yeah, we're excited, but we didn't just win a national championship, so mm-hmm. we're not going to celebrate like we won a national championship." Right. It's on to Wyoming. I could have cried when I heard that. We we were talking about. It. I was like, "Holy shit." This team really is different. This is a shift where in the past we would have seen the team, you know, hyping this up and taking this maybe too far. And then, you know, I will say this at the beginning of the year, I predicted Texas was going to be 10 and two. And I thought that Texas was going to win in Alabama, but then drop two games that we probably shouldn't. Right. I'm not as convinced that we're going to do that anymore. I still have a feeling it's a long season. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. I get it. But I'm more confident with your pick. You said you felt Texas was going to go 11 and 1, right? I, yes. I, with a win at Bama. With a win at Bama, right. I feel more comfortable with that. I still think Texas is at risk of losing a couple if we don't keep this mentality. But hearing our team have that, say those things directly after this huge benchmark win as Sark calls it that to me is really encouraging that's something that we haven't seen from Texas in a minute and I think it really speaks to the mindset the different mindset of this team compared to teams in the past I agree so yeah I think that's that's good to see um all right so a few of the things to work on I feel that there were some times our corners were just outright beat they were they were out of position. Yeah, they were they were not, you know, and maybe they bit on something that they shouldn't have. And then we're trying to play catch up. We've seen this a couple times now. We saw it a little bit at Rice in in years past. The middle of the field has been a problem for Texas. We've gotten better at covering that. But those slants are still kicking our ass every now and again. And again, something if I'm you know, if I'm on defense I'm embarrassed. There were a few times that this, I mean, this game could have gone differently. Our corners were just outright beat. They just, they were smoked for whatever reason. And it could have been an easy touchdown for Bama, but their player didn't make the play. That is something that I think other teams are going to see you mm-hmm. in on, and we've got to get better at. And I think they will. And I, those kind of things can be coached. It's not like they're not fast enough to get there. Right. Um, 
and I also to go along with what you're saying, I think there was a couple of times, especially like as, as amazing as a game that um, Anthony Hill had amazing. Oh, when he went into yeah. when he put the horns down, that was hilarious. That, my soul. that was I hilarious. Um, as much as amazing game as he had, there were times where he rushed up too quick and here comes Miller right up the side. And we know he had the speed to contain, you know, the mm -hmm. power and the speed to contain him, but that, you know, you just get so excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fighting a little, and that's all coachable things. So um, I'm, I'm excited. Like, Oh, that's another player. We need to talk about the potential is insane. There's just so <laughs> much to talk about. Oh my goodness. Like how are we going to talk for two hours? Like up oh, two hours. Is Easy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's look at a couple of the comments and then we'll move to the things that we had sure. that we're going to go wrong. Okay. Oh, my friend, Nathan. Hey, my fellow, hey, What's my up, fellow my Viking. Great <laughs> to see you. Thanks. We're, we're excited to be here. It's kind of fun. I love it. All I right. love it. Um, yeah, I do. Again, we've seen, uh, yeah, we are in seventh heaven, Aries. I agree with that. We are. Uh, That's Audius. We yeah. went to high school together too, Audius Silva. Oh, I love it. Hey, yeah. Man. Um. All right. So yeah, let's see. Was this the best road win since Ohio State back in 05? That is a great question. Yeah, I'm trying to think of bigger ones. Yeah, I I would say yes. Biggest road win, road absolutely. Win. I mean, this was, I can't think of a bigger one. Yeah, I can't either. I mean, this is again. This is a Nick Saban as I throw my pen everywhere. Nick Saban doesn't miss. And mm -hmm. look, I know the narrative now is that, oh, this, this before the game, it was, oh, Texas can't keep up elite talent at Bama. It's Nick Saban. Nobody can touch him after the game. It's, oh, this is the worst team ever fire Saban. Oh, look, we don't have a talent. This is the worst Bama team we've ever seen. It's still Alabama yeah. in Tuscaloosa. This, this is not a small, Well, the narrative win. changed after Texas. Right. Won, that's what I'm saying. Right? As, yeah. as soon as Texas won, oh, all of a sudden it's different. Screw that noise that changed. It's still Alabama. It's still Nick Saban. It's still Tuscaloosa. Texas went in there and not only won decisively. Again, Bama came in last year and won by a point that they shouldn't have had because of the safety. Fine, whatever. Moving that on. wasn't decisive, right? Texas mm -hmm. goes in and wins by 10. Hell yeah, man. This is, to me, this is the best win that we've had on the road in a long time. Uh, yeah, time. I would agree, at least since Ohio State. And it and the, what we're going to know, it's maybe it's still too early to tell if this is the biggest win because if it's all for nothing, um, if Texas doesn't finish the season strong, if Alabama goes on to lose five games this year, who knows? Uh, here now. Here now. Today, they they have the opportunity to put, you know, get this lightning in a bottle and ride it, mm -hmm. ride it for the rest of the season. And hopefully that's what they do. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, I, I, it was a Tuscaloosa takeover. I like that. We, we were definitely saying it's the Texas Tuscaloosa takeover and it was a, I, I like alliteration. It was, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, Columbus, I agree. Safety had some issues on that first touchdown. Agreed. Um, again, made some adjustments. That was great. But, and to be clear again, Texas played lights out. We have the talent. I'm not concerned that this is a thing that we can't recover from. We can't get better on, but mm -hmm. I think the issue wasn't our speed. We weren't the talent. The talent matchup was right there. I think it was more footwork. It was more don't jump the gun. It was more know where your coverages are. That's where I think Texas will make the biggest shift. Again, watching film coming back from after this Alabama game, moving forward into Wyoming. I mean, look at the jump they made from week one to week two. Right. Once and they it, got real game stuff on film. They coached them up and that performance was amazing. Right. So it always helps when you do have mistakes that were visible, 
but you won in a tough environment on the road, that would fire the players up to me even more to come back and want to be coached up and look at where they can get even better. Yeah. And yeah. trust that what all the preparation, the planning, the, the, Sark put them. This is one of the things I wanted to say. Sark put our players in the best position to win. Yes. This week, the, the entire yes. staff, right? The, the de defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, the play calling, everything put our players in the best position to win. All they had to, not all they had to do, but they had to go out there and execute it. But they, everything that was called, the preparation, the planning, everything put them in the best position to win this weekend. I feel like on the Alabama side, I didn't always see their players being put in a best position to win. Yeah, I'd agree like, with that. Mil Milrow had amazing moments. He could use his feet. He did what he could, but he didn't – the play calling didn't make sense for them sometimes. It felt flat. It felt – It felt flat. It I felt disconnected, and yeah. they couldn't get a flow going. I agree. Um, of course, that props to the defense for getting them out of any rhythm. Right. But to me, it felt like our team was being put in the best position to win. And I don't know if I would say that about their team, mm -hmm. um, especially when they had every, everything, like we said, everything going into that game, the statistics, the environment, the everything going in would say they should dominate that game. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, it was Texas showed up. They did what they were supposed to. This was a I, to me, this was the most complete Texas football team and staff that we in game that we've seen everything maybe since Mac Brown. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely I mean, didn't have a sig anything this signature since then. Yeah. I, it, but again, it was we were firing on all cylinders. The the game plan was there. The preparation was there. Mm -hmm. The execution was there from from our guys. I mean, I I think for sure this this was the most complete game we've seen from a Texas team in a very long time. This is the best prepared <laughs> this team had looked since the Sugar Bowl. I agree. That was a big win, but. True. That was a 50-50 stadium. No, great win. Huge win against mm -hmm. a Georgia team that was almost in the championship game that year. Um, and Texas dominated them from beginning to fourth quarter. -ish. Yeah. Um, so that that's a huge win. But the only difference without its bowl games, so you have half and half 50-50 environment. Right. So to go truly, truly on the road. And do that in that most hostile. And we we saw the videos of yeah. the hostility. We'll, we'll that, talk about that too. Yeah. Oh, look, it's happy oh. hour. Hey guys, it's so happy hour. If you are, <laughs> if you are able to join, if you are not driving, yeah. Thank you, Richard. Sorry, we had to do that. If you are not driving, <laughs> we have to celebrate our first show. If you are not driving and are not going to be driving, um, what are you drinking? <laughs> join in. Tell join us in. what you're drinking. I don't. Richard shook us something. With Thank you. Vodka. Peach, mango, mango. Trying to make it burn orange. To be All burnt right. orange. Thank you. I like, appreciate it. Cheers. I love it. Cheers, y'all. We appreciate y'all being here. Okay. So, so uh, just I did want to say, uh, yes. Jason, you had a comment. You love the DL rotation, the first two games. The DL looks fresh in the fourth quarter. Agreed wholeheartedly. Ooh, and I think that's something, too, that we saw the rotation. We we saw this with Rice. We had a, our guys rotating in and out. Our coaches were keeping us fresh in that hot, awful environment. That really helped us here at Alabama. We, we Our guys had gotten the reps at different positions. We had the rotation. We were putting the right players into the right place. Yeah. But with that rotation, we also had the preparation. We were conditioned. We were ready. 
our guys were on point. I love that. It's a great comment for sure. All right. I have to say quickly, <laughs> my friend Tanisha. So she's my friend from my PhD program the first time I started it. And she finished. Holla, Dr. Barton. <laughs> I did not finish it the first time. So I'm back, almost finished. But this girl's been my cheerleader. And I've been her cheerleader. So thanks for joining us, girlfriend. Good I love to see it. you. Okay. All right. Plain of water. That works. We're still five. Yes. Again, if you are on the job, please don't start cracking open <laughs> beers or drinks and blaming it on us. <laughs> it's almost hey, 22. No judgment there. Okay. Love it. You you party like you want to party, my friend. All right. Yes. All right, Dan. So we gotta... if you're excited to have a drink at this <laughs> at some point today, like, subscribe, join us. But we have to celebrate. And also, as we wrap up, because we, we still have college football to talk, NFL to talk, women in sports to talk, positive news. We have a lot to talk about. And we're just chatting and chatting. Okay. So um, quickly, before we wrap this up, I have two things. So right. what I said, if, if the things that if they went wrong, Texas was going to lose this game on the road. If we didn't win the turnover battle, mm -hmm. we won the turnover battle. Mm -hmm. um, if we couldn't establish the run, we struggled, but they moved the ball. And especially when it mattered the most. And, and let me, let me say something. Yes. Yeah. I, I struggled. I, I struggle with well, that word a little bit. Well, the stats say when you're under three right. yards to carry, you didn't dominate right. the running game. But what I loved, and we talked about, and talked about this a little earlier, the rotation, mm -hmm. everybody ate. Oh yeah. We put our guys in the right position and that final drive, the fourth quarter Texas dominated yes. the time of possession. Texas had the, the ball for almost 11 minutes. Alabama only had it for four and some change. Mm -hmm. That was the game changer. Yep. That was it. And the way that they the clock. Ah. controlling the clock and the way that they did that was those little dink and dunk plays mm -hmm. runs for one yard runs for three yards runs for two yards. They were just biting off little pieces and then boom, they'd have a nine yard. Boom. Yep. They'd have right. But that, just at that point, it was death by a thousand paper cuts. Alabama was worn down. They were tired. They saw the time slipping away. And Texas controlled the ball, got the first downs when they needed it. But it was those little dink and dunks that mm -hmm. truly kept the ball in our hands and kept it going. It so, worked. yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, that's what I'm saying. They were able to yep. establish enough and move the ball enough it, and that, it was that's fine on the road in that environment and the last thing we said that had to go right was quinn ewers i this were my right. my things he had to stay cool under the inverse adversity the entire team stayed cool they were dancing awesome. they were enjoying the moment they were having fun and when things got rough no hesitation came right back and answered every time absolutely i, I that was a big deal for texas i was real proud of that your your things that had, if they went wrong, Texas was going to lose. You said they had to limit the big plays. Mm -hmm. um, they had to come out of there healthy and keep the depth. They had depth, but they had to keep their starters. Mm -hmm. And you said special teams. And couldn't miss the field goals. Couldn't miss the field goals. Right. And, and again, I think Texas really came through on all of those. Again, we do have some questions about Baxter. Hopefully he's okay. It looked minor, but, uh, you know, we'll see how that ends out. I think for the most part, Texas really did limit the big plays from Alabama. Um, you, We definitely saw it. If they had a, a solid play, the crowd was in it. They were back, and it was noisy and rowdy and loud. But for the most part, I truly do think that Texas kept that limited. Um, and any time, this is something we talked about a little earlier. I want to reiterate this because, holy shit, I'm proud of this team for this, was the response. Anytime there was a big play that had the momentum going Bama's way, mm -hmm. We didn't hang our heads. We didn't let it get to us. Texas responded. Within seconds. Within seconds. I mean, there was a point, uh, there was one point that Texas scored 14 points in 15 seconds of the game. 
That's insane. That's, you know, we had, they had a big play. Um, we got a turnover. You know, they, mm-hmm. they would run and immediately Texas get the ball, gets the ball back. And we responded. In three plays. and Right. In three plays, we were right there. So I think that is something, yes, Bama had a few big plays, but Texas limited them. And they had the, the Ted Lasso, be a goldfish mentality. Believe. Right? Yeah. Believe. and But be a goldfish. Have that mm-hmm. short memory. If something happens, you're over it and you're in it next play. And Texas really followed through in a way to me that they haven't done in a long time. So that was good to see. Um, and yeah, correct. Exactly. They didn't abandon the run. We, we love that. Again, Sark in the past has gone to where he's comfortable. You know, if things aren't quite going his way, he gets predictable. We didn't see that this game. We, he, he did stick with his game plan, but it was planned so well. We stuck with what, what was working, what we knew we wanted to do. And to dink and dunk, I, man, it was, it was damn near close to a, a pretty perfect game. I would say, I would say from a scale of one to 100, 100 being perfect, I would say this was a 93. Well, um, who is it that graded our defense 98.5? Yeah. One of the national, yeah. you know, the, not, one of those, it's like pro football focus. One of those that grade every move and every mm-hmm. play and everything. They graded Texas highest in the country this week on defense, 98.5. And that was at Bama. Right. I mean, how do you... That's, you couldn't get that's you legit. can't get much better than that. Elite performance all the way around, before and during and after the game, especially when they're all in the locker room with their cigars and those baller yeah. baller picks. They don't even light it. They just bless, yeah, bless their little yeah, hearts. they're but, they're adorable. So they deserve it. So takeaways from the game, um, as we kind of wrap this talk up, and then we can move on to Wyoming. And I have a gift for you before we when we wrap this up. Oh goodness! Well, all to right. wrap up, moving on from <laughs> Alabama. All right. Well, takeaways from the game. I'm going to ask this question, Rocky. Mm. Are we back? Yes, we're back. And it's okay <laughs> to say it. It's okay to be saying we're back. I mean, have fun. Who cares? If if we don't say we're back, we get made fun of. If we say we're back, we get made fun of. So who cares? <laughs> Haters going to hate. So they're going to be mad. I will say. Stay mad. I'm superstitious as hell. Right, y'all? I Like, I don't. Have fun. Who I don't cares? like saying stuff like that. I don't like. It worries me. And in the past, I was like. I ah. wouldn't say it before the game. Or I wouldn't say it in the fourth quarter. Right. But. But I will say this. I'm comfortable saying Texas is back now. We we had our little video. We had the hats on. Whatever. Shout out to our girl, Kelly Trout, for getting those we're back hats five years ago. And uh, you holding on to them With the for tags, all this time. The tags were still on. That's how much <laughs> we weren't back. So, and again, I'm happy that the players don't have this mentality. Oh, yeah. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. We can. Fans, listen, own this shit. It's been a minute since we've been able to really be happy just be happy. This, this is Texas. We are showing all, all the changes, you know, Sark's gotten a lot of flack from some very impatient fans, mm-hmm. but I'll make this argument. Texas has always been Texas, right? We've, we are a name like it or not, whether we're doing well or not, <laughs> we're a name. We're back to playing better ball. I like That's it. Good. I like it. Um, but I think the issues that we've had in the past, we've talked about this on podcasts in the past. You can't, I don't care how great your materials are. I don't care how wonderful your design is of the house that you want to build. I don't care the quality of materials. If your foundation is fucked up, mm-hmm. the house is never going to stand. And I think that's something that we've seen with Texas football for a while now. The foundation had been cracking. It had issues. It was unstable. There were some problems. And we kept patching it. We kept 
trying to gloss over it with the new builders all the time with new builders and with, with the wrong materials and not doing it right we weren't going back to the base we were just saying, ah, fuck it. Just build a new house on top of it. No, <laughs> fix the foundation. And I think we really started to see that come in. CDC came in. Listen, Steve Patterson set us back years, years. And we I got think, alcohol in the stadium. Right. That's great. But that's, he set that. the program back years. Perrin came in, glad handed, got people back happy with us again. CDC came in and cleaned up. He figured out like, hey, there's some bloating in the athletic department. He cleaned up a lot of stuff, made a lot of hard calls, and then took, did the hard work, did the the little things day by day, the fixes day by day to to completely get rid of the old cracked, broken foundation Mm -hmm. and start fresh, build a new foundation, pour that foundation, let it set for fuck's sake, then start building on top of it. And now- I think we're seeing that we've got the right staff, I believe, mm-hmm. in Sark. You know, PK, my God. Bo Props. Davis, can we can, we can we give some love to Bo Davis after that we've ramp? We've come a long way from that flight home from I, was that it Iowa That bus State? ride home from Iowa State where yeah. guys were laughing. We've come a long way. And, and I think, again, truly, this is beyond just that we're missing a few pieces. Texas is finally took the time to build, build it right, and we're starting to see the fruits of that labor. Um, you know, a lot of ball to be played. Maybe I'll be eating crow here in a little bit. You know, I know the criticism. Oh, so what's Sark done before? He's never won more than, look, it doesn't matter. We're here. Sark now has the tools. Yes. And we're seeing the, the team. We're seeing the staff. These guys believe in each other. We're building it right. Mm-hmm. This, I, I think, I really think we're there. Um, yeah, exactly. Impa- impatient fans calling him out. You know, how many times did we hear Sark was on a hot seat? Are you kidding? It's year two. Calm down. You know, we're in year three. And even I think that's ahead of schedule. We're, we're doing all right. Now, what I implore Texas fans, please, guys, please, for the love of God, if we have a step back, if we have a rough game, if we lose a game we're not supposed to lose, calm down. The sky is not falling. It is okay. Take a breath. Touch some grass. We will be okay. We are on the right path to building this thing the right way. I, I really, really believe that. All right. So um, I have a gift. We're going to wrap up Alabama because we still have to talk. Well, the great thing about Saturday is not only did Texas win. Yes. Other teams did not. <laughs> and we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. And, and, and you this know. This is where my petty is going to come out, y'all. This but is where Megan's going to be petty. And I'm, I'm petty. just going to, I'm just going to name, name, I'm just going to throw out some stats. And I'll be petty. Some I'll results, some numbers. <laughs> um, Some, yeah. And Megan will tell you how. How, how I feel I, about it. How hilarious mm. it is. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun. You know. Join us. And and we've been on the other side of it. Because the, the night we. What was the ugly loss we had? I was I at think, Kansas. I know. I but it wasn't the night we lost to the day we had an ugly loss. Kansas? The day no no no. Which time? Oh no no. The time we blew two two Oklahomas ago. Oh, the night we blew the huge lead to Oklahoma, the first Sark game at Cotton Bowl mm-hmm. was also the day that the Aggies beat Alabama. Ugh, that was miserable. So we've been there. We <laughs> were there. We've had those. Couldn't be worse feeling for yourselves and then salt in the yeah. wounds. Yeah. We, we've been there. Yeah. And not that we want to rub salt in anybody's wounds. I, I try but not to. But we do have to report on what happened this weekend. We, but before we move on. All right. I, 
Cheers. Cheers. Right, cheers. cheers, friend. Cheers. cheers. Eye contact. Cheers. All oh, right. whenever you cheers someone, eye contact. you go like this. Crazy eye contact. And then you have to take a drink. Yeah, that's fair. Um, we're just celebrating our show because we're really excited. Yeah. All right. So oh, I have it. So, okay. So we were in Alabama mm-hmm. and we all know about the Birmingham brawl, which was <laughs> the Alabama slammer. Yeah. Which was the boat fight, right? The, the boat, boat dock fight and the people jumping off the ferry and we had black going, man coming it, in. Yeah. We had, yeah, Black Scoo- Woman. Yeah, Scuba, Scuba Gooding Jr. Scuba <laughs> Gooding Jr. All the memes, all the gifts. It was hilarious. Uh, I mean, not for the people who got the shit beat out of them, but it was, yeah. to me, it was funny. Okay, so we went into enemy territory this week. We did. And Desmond Howard, did you see where he brought the chair? He brought the when chair. When he picked Texas, he brought <laughs> the brought folding out chair. The folding chair because Texas was going to put a Birmingham beatdown. <laughs> In in Alabama, we we That's, did that. Yeah, we did. I mean, not me personally. We, we all we did was lose our voices. And we, we just showed up. We, we showed, showed up, up to help. We tried our best. <laughs> we were help. the ones videoing on the boat on the side. So Megan, yeah, I have for us. <laughs> this is my new favorite. Thing. Birmingham beatdown. We, we got our we got our Alabama slamma. These we are amazing. The Birmingham beatdown. <laughs> These are amazing. <laughs> you are ridiculous, <laughs> and I love. You. And there's a place. <laughs> somewhere in here where you can okay see where it's split like this yeah right there's on. a place where you can rock it as it a open. necklace yes i'm gonna wear this it is it's a I'm necklace set it here right now for here it's the it's the and if amazon was on time i would have a texas sticker right here that but they're good. late i love they this. were supposed to be here by 10 p.m and they did not this is amazing oh look everybody I, hey listen <laughs> so next time we see y'all i promise you i will wear this i'll wear this to the wyoming game how about that i'm known for wearing a lot of dumb crazy stuff to games so I will rock that just to sit over my giant. Oh, head. you're my favorite too. Boom. All right, I That's love it. That's awesome. I love it. All, All right. right. Well, uh, these yes. are incredible. Oh, good point. Good point. Took Max six years. Thank good you. Good point. It took Saban. Shit. Again, I mentioned earlier. Again, I'm a diehard Longhorn through and through. Michigan State. God help us. It is my second yes, team. I am. When Saban was with Michigan State. That man didn't do that great. He had one great season at the end. He went nine and one at the, the last and it season. Really folds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nine and one last season. Then he went on to LSU. It took him a few years at LSU before he started seeing really some development. So look, man, I in Sark, I believe. Uh, I think we are there. I I love it. It it makes me happy. I know Rocky is the most creative human. It holds your you phone. Will ever, ever it's supposed to hold your phone. Neat. Anyway, yeah, isn't that cool? You too can go on Amazon. <laughs> I love it. And get that. I love it.